Hey Devanshu, today I am feeling a little low man. I was thinking about this episode the whole night and could not sleep. Then I have so many exams and courses to complete also. And this lockdown, I have gained so much weight. You know I am looking as plump as a battridge. Hey man, you are freaking my brains out. It's nothing. It's regular. It happens with anyone. Just grab a drink. Everything would be fine. No, yaar. I'm not in the mood right now. Just have some tea or coffee. Seriously? This is your solution? And what else? Should I buy oil and apply it on my head and it will be fine? Because I'm not sneezing, coughing or I have fever. You diagnose that it's nothing? Usually though you are, oh, the physical self is nothing. It is all the spiritual, mental and how you are from the inside. That matters. And now... When that inside is in pain, you are saying it's nothing. I did not expect this from you, brother. But I think it's not you who is to be blamed. It's the Indianism. Hey, Shan, don't blame my Indianism for it. I'm proud of it. These are just your mood swings. One day you are high on your self-esteem and the another day you are low. So it's normal. It happens. But as we are talking about mood swings... One thing that has always hit me is that why we behave in such a delusionary manner. And I think our guests today have all the answers. Yes, that's the thing to really ponder over. And you know what? My mental health is my own responsibility. And that's why I have invited Dr. Abhishek Rai. Dr. Abhishek Rai is a full-time American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology Certified Psychiatrist in California. He completed his medical training at University College of Medical Sciences, Delhi. He studied at the Mayo Clinic, New York State Psychiatry Institute of Columbia University. Dr. Rai is an active member of the American Psychiatric Association. He has many psychiatric publications to his credit. He recently completed a research study on the effects of mindful-based stress reduction interventions on the perceived stress levels of employees. Abhishek, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to Knowingly Unknown. Hi, Sean and Devanshu. It, it's, it's really nice and it's my pleasure to be here. And it was quite fun <laughs> listening to your conversation and, and what your mind has been thinking. But yeah, thank you for having me on this platform. Well, the pleasure is ours. When Ishan told me that you will be our guest, I was very excited that I have, I have always been interested in to-dos of brains. Just a note of caution, I have a plethora of questions for you and some are from our listeners and some definitely from me. But let's start with something more personal. You have a diverse portfolio. You have your roots from India and medical practitioners in India prefer to be surgeons or general physicians. So what motivated you to take a different path to be a mental health physician? Yeah, Devanshu, I totally connect with you on this. And when myself, how my story unfolded when I was back in India, um, it was it was a kind of a story that I kept to myself for a long time. And it's been just recently that I've started talking about it. Um, I heard from everyone that if, if you're in medical school, you got to be a surgeon or you have to be a cardiac surgeon, be a cardiologist, be a medicine doctor. 
but you know uh, when we grow up there is a lot of observations we do in our family and for me my family was the closest to me that i loved um and mental health was somehow around me and to be very candid here and uh, we are talking about mental health my dad was diagnosed with bipolar disorder my grandmother suffered from it and it was always a big hush 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 nobody talked about it it happened and it was swept under the rugs i will tell you what they want you what happened and uh, i've talked to ishan also about it is when i was in my medical school i i still remember that day i was in my third year and i always knew what was going on with my dad with bipolar disorder and him getting sometime very depressed um he would not talk to me because this was something that family in india don't talk about so yes. i remember telling my family that i am right i'm doing my psychiatry rotation dad how are you doing and my dad just opened up listening that my son can also talk about problems that i am going or suffering from and i will tell you guys it just changed my relationship with my father not going in further details what happened was just miraculous my relationship with him changed and his journey towards recovery changed and as we say you know touch word or knock on the word my dad has not had a severe episode since then and we have worked together um since then so that power of changing my dad life kind of led me to this path and said i said to myself no this is something that i that i need to do if i can change one life in my own family i do need to address this and change many more lives that people are suffering from and and basically not addressing it that's very amazing like your thoughts definitely inspire me uh, there is certainly different aspect in the minds of people regarding mental health uh, recently i was reading a research and according to it people think that 33% people with mental disorders are due to less sexual desire 15% think it is due to excessive masturbation and 25 think that it's god's punishment for their past sins so i'm really very curious is there any sort of truth or they are just all myths <laughs> yeah it kind of giggles me when you brought up these points and but not to be on the the funny side let me tell you this is so funny and coincidental in a way i could say because when i was did my first psychiatric rotation back in india um i was talking to my mentor at that time um and dr vishal chabra uh, he's still a practicing psychiatrist back in india and he he brought this up and i said you know i want to do research on something which is more common what do you see more commonly in the clinics and he mentioned to me you know i see a lot of psychosexual disorders would you want to know more about it so like ishan you mentioned about people blaming mental health issues for less sexual desire i feel yeah. like the what the big thing is nobody is addressing here is like in india we never talk about sex right yes we never talk about what is your sexual preferences what your desires are for having sex like once you are married oh no not even married before that even sex is a topic which is condemned nobody talks about sex because this is anti culture we don't talk about it in our culture the same way is mental health 
people in india have thought for a long time oh i'll just call my this bua or i'll call my this auntie or i'll call my this cousin and i don't need to go to a therapist i'm not depressed i'll just call them and talk about it but they don't bring it out so there is what you read what research you read has a lot of co- connection with the whole sexual thing and not talking about mental health too so uh, somewhere uh, while you were uh, addressing to this problem you mentioned stress uh, well abhishek i read somewhere that follow the dog rules of stress if you can't eat it <laughs> or if you can't play with it then just pee on it and walk away <laughs> so <laughs> so is walking away really that easy abhishek uh, yeah so um like you said stress um well let me give you the answer to your question first i do not think walking away is easy but i it's interesting that you bring up this um is walking away easy well if we were born thousands of years ago i would say that walking away was easy and now what i'm referring to i just want to give your audience an understanding that yes we are talking about mental health yes we are talking about the stress the stress how has it evolved are we the same human being that we used to be thousands and thousands of years and centuries ago like ishan and devanshu like you tell me when you if you think years and years and years ago or what you guys would have read in our history book ki people you would just come out they would go out and hunt we were hunters right yeah. we would get yeah. our food from maybe tree fruits vegetables we would hunt come back so when you are hunting at that moment you get this fight or flight response and when the animal comes the lion comes in front of you you get into a fight response you hunt the animal you come home and you're all relaxed right which in medical field we also call something called uh, fight or flight or our own innate adrenergic response which our body has it so that we can deal with the stress outside of our body which is very helpful to us in a way but what's going on today is ishan if i ask you a question if your boss yells at you do you or says something ishan i need this within 2 hours is it is there an option that you say no i can't do it and walk away no like that will be stressful because how will i manage all those things it will be hectic for me yes exactly now devanshu if i ask you you are in a in in a family situation and your mom yells at you and says devanshu i told you to bring this go get it right now well you want to answer no mom i can't do it this is too stressful would you walk away from her no definitely not i can't yes so this is what guys i'm talking about the the everything has changed the way stress is perceived today is enormous is gigantic so what i'm trying to say here is well that tribal man who was going hunting and provide food for his family was activating that fight and flight response only once in a day right now exactly. when you guys yeah you guys go yes. to work your boss yells at you that fight and flight response is activated you come home yes. or maybe other people our audience out there are married have kids their wife yells at them that 
oh you didn't do this you didn't bring the vegetable home you didn't take care of this what is going on then their fight and flight response either they can flight away or they fight with their emotions and that hormonal level and then the stress level is going up and up and up so how i tell my patients usually the stress is like us a dust that you don't see but when it settles down on the desk of your study room you could see it after 4 5 6 7 8 days that oh this is too dusty now i need to clean this you take a duster you remove it and you clean it but that's not how mind works that's how these things keeps getting accumulated and they present in the form of depression anxiety and many 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 other mental health issues yeah i totally get you so it is basically a, a pile up of dust in layer wise like when i get up in the morning i am anxious did i wake up on time then secondly again i am in stress or oh, will i reach office in time so let, let's let's not get these th- let not these simple things pile stress on us and uh, move on so that's the takeaway that's the catch i think okay so one more thing abhishek uh, this is really strange i'm feeling because while i was researching for this podcast i got to know about some depression uh, uh, scenarios like when when is a people de- uh, when is a guy de- depressed so uh, i found out that i also do overthink i am also not able to sleep at times at times i am anxious i try to portray that i am cool and these are the symptoms of depression so how do i know that okay now i am thinking and now i am overthinking now i am calculative and now i am anxious so what is that thin line that defines calculative and overcalculative it's very true people generally tend to confuse sadness and unhappiness with depression so i also wanted to know what is the actual difference between being sad and being depressed yeah i think you both of you brought up a very 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 good point and it's interesting that how um ishan you brought up about anxiety and what anxiety is and where do you where do we do the thin line and where does it blur the line and they want you you brought up about sadness and depression if you look at the who numbers the two most leading cause of mental health right now like the biggest is actually anxiety and depression the most of the people in this world are the maximum number are suffering from anxiety and the second number is depression and for the audience i would like to say that exactly these are the feelings or these are the symptoms that you present with and guys connecting with you let me t- give you an example at a personal level i when i was in my medical school and i was reading psychiatry and i was reading the different diagnosis and i was learning it i felt like at least i have 15 to 20 diagnoses i don't know how you what you guys felt when you were maybe even preparing for this podcast <laughs> yeah, that was actually <laughs> yeah so i am yeah. yeah go ahead i was anxious i was like oh my god i am sick and i don't know how should i deal with it i was panicking and <laughs> because because and because i was researching and i know how grave the problem is mm-hmm. uh, uh, thinking of the consequences i also got tensed yeah we, as we were exploring unfolding the deep science behind the psychiatry so 
it it was hitting our mind that how can we uh, be in a state of depression also and we yeah we are not able to accept even imagine that yeah yeah let's talk about that then and this is amazing that you guys both shared your experiences and just imagine you just looking and researching this podcast you got worried about it that oh my god do i have anxiety and you got worried devanshu that do i have depression so just think about our audience and the public listening to it and i'm pretty sure they are all connecting with it and this is the goal we want them to connect with it so there is a fine line why so i'm going to give you a little bit of definition uh, of there are some standards that we follow as professionals as physicians and just not physicians that other professionals in mental health whenever you are having certain symptoms of anxiety so the symptoms of anxiety varies there are vast majority of symptoms it can start from oh i'm having this racing thoughts in my head i don't know what to do oh my heart is racing oh i feel like right now i'm going to go as go do a speech my palms are sweaty oh i have this feeling in my stomach that i'm going to vomit oh i just don't feel right in my stomach i feel like my whole body is shaking so any of those symptoms when they occur and at any time don't just go ahead and diagnose yourself with anxiety and that's when yes. you seek help of a professional yes and do a mental check up with yourself that do am i suffering from something is this normal same thing is with depression many times there are people that will be unhappy or they will be sad due to something that has just happened in their life the bigger question here is do i have depression or not that entails again going to a mental health professional but that entails a lot of other symptoms which basically includes 9 to 10 symptoms about am i sleeping right is my interest and energy level good am i feeling guilty about something that happened in my life am i having am i getting to a point where i am not having any appetite and i don't want to eat anything or am i getting to a point that i don't want to live anymore and i want to hurt myself or i want to hurt anybody else so guys it's a combination of these symptoms and to quote dsm that's that's the manual that we all follow about diagnosing certain diseases just being unhappy does not mean you have depression just being queasy and feeling restless and not getting sleep does not mean you are anxious always seek out help from a mental health professional and that's the professional will help you to get on the right track and that's what we are seeing in this world today people are depressed people are alone nobody knows nobody talks about it and I, i and i hope and i'm glad we are talking about it so the audience knows it and there is awareness about it and then what recently happened we all know what happened in india and it was a big news it was a big thing about in bollywood but really just imagine that single person in the family what they have been going through i wish there were platforms and there were more education that people could talk about difference between a person being sad and depressed could talk about person being not being able to sleep and and you know being anxious and also then lead to the treatment part of it that how to address it yeah and as we were talking about people not being educated and men- uh, people's attitude towards the mental health if i talk about my scenario i am from a typical indian family if i am depressed mm-hmm. my parents would mm-hmm. rather say that just go and visit the swami ji's ashram or sit in a satsang 
और इफ आई कॉल टू माई आंट माई आंट वुड बी लाइक बेटे को झाड़ा परवाओ झेड़ा पड़ाओ शनि का साया एंड बाबा जी वॉज लाइक शनि का साया मंगल की माया एंड भभूति एंड ऑल वुड एंड बिकॉज ऑफ ऑल दिस इट वुड बी फाइन we are talking this is lack of education in a sense so how can we target such a mentality where people don't accept the concept of psychiatry for them visiting us a mental health physician is a taboo actually a useless expense so how can we break this barrier and make it a new normal yeah it's amazing they they want to they you got you you bring it up because i'll tell you this you are already doing it we are already doing it just talking about it we are doing it just addressing it we are doing it right in this moment at the same time yes. i also want to address what you said about typical indian family and um that your uh, aunt or somebody will take you ki jhada karwao or take you to baba ji and let's let's yes. not yeah let's not discredit the whole indian system where we come from and i will give you my own experience with this so like you guys gave a amazing amazing introduction of me and what i did and how i did my medical school in india and then i i moved to united states thinking that the western culture or the western psychiatric system is the answer to everything and there will be no psychiatric issues do you guys even know that in united states are the maximum number of depression and anxiety cases are in united states so there is something to our system in our roots in india also which is protecting us from increase in this mental health problems so i was doing my own i would i call it soul searching and i remember this one quote which my dad would always tell me he was always scared that i might i i'm a free willed person so i would leave the house and i will go to delhi and then i would go to us and i'm going to be spoiled or something and i won't be on the track but he said to me yeah. once always stay connected to your root if a tree stays connected to the root the tree grows 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 and grows and it it touches the heights of the sky so it yes I, yeah and i i kind of got to that point when i was in, in end of my training in psychiatry in us and i said you know what i just feel like Ayur, I came across Ayurveda. I won't go in details, but I was doing research with with a with a physician mentor of mine who was using ashwagandha. That's a very no, common known herb in patients with bipolar disorder, so that they don't go up on their medication. And ashwagandha was helping them with their stress level. So something happened, and things aligned. And then he asked me. He said, "Okay, why don't you prepare?" We were going to present that study at a research conference. So he said, "Why don't you talk about Ayurveda?" So I started reading Ayurveda, and I, you guys will be surprised that it. I got so deep into it that I decided to get into California College of Ayurveda and do my certification course from there because I was so so into it that how Eastern medicine is amazing and how we can. Imp- implement it combine it with the western medicine and western science and that will be the key to healing and getting giving people better um treatment with any of the mental problems they are going through so like you guys mentioned about going to ashrams going to like devanshu you said about ashram for satsang or going to baba i am not 
advocating babaji's here we all know what the reality of that is but we all somehow need when we go to ashram we need to bring a little bit of that ashram home and do the meditation ourselves because that meditation is something that is helping us with deal with everyday stress bring go to ashram go to babaji if they are talking about certain herbs bring that knowledge back home and see how that can help so in a nutshell because and you can see this this topic is very passionate to me so i can keep going on and on yes, but yes. to give a, a a summary of this i feel like the answer and the future is what devanshu your aunts and everybody were doing to you the amalgamation or the combination yes. of the eastern and the western medicine yes so that's what you are predicting that the solution might come from the amalgamation of ayurveda and western philosophies i'm sure the audience might be googling it so abhishek uh, as we are moving towards the new normal moving on towards covid-19 and its effects on mental health doctors doctors are wearing masks and very uncomfortable ppe kits declaring dead dozens of people every day mm-hmm. people who have solely dedicated their lives to treat people are declaring the, are declaring them dead or admitting the youngs and letting go the old ones like what do you have to say about their mental status right now mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's it's really sad to see that right now um and i this is something which we all can connect with because this is not just happening um in us or it's not just happening in india it's a worldwide phenomenon it's happening everywhere i am a practicing psychiatrist here in us and i i'm not directly taking care of the covid positive patients but when i talk to my colleagues i see that something we typically don't talk about is called doctors or physicians or a professionals burnout right somehow the society has gotten to a point where you know like you guys might be coming home after work or at work will be like oh my god i have so much stress this is it's kind of become a fashion talking about stress but when an epidemic or a pandemic like this hits the people who are giving care to other people i feel like they are still in a mode that they are going 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 they have that adrenaline rush but it's a good point that you guys brought it up all i would address it is these doctors are going through a lot of burnout and i think if there are audience out there who are doctors who are on the front line i would tell you guys you need to spend some time in self care you need to take care of the stress and the burnout that you are going through right now by taking care of yourself take a break out take a time off call your family members uh, and family members can call them so they they need some own downtime to deal with all that's going on right now yeah actually it's very hard to imagine what they are going through but but on the another hand we have the survivors and family of affected people who are suffering from who have suffered from these and have got recovered so what are your recommendations for them the people who have been in the isolation and have mm-hmm. been in a, mm-hmm. in a phase there there has been a phase of social cut down altogether mm-hmm. because people are thinking that these people are untouchable so what are they have a different mindset they their mind have a different effect on them so mm-hmm. what are your recommendations for these people 
what we are talking here about, guys, is about uh, something we call it um, caregivers' burden. So, like you said, the survivors. The survivors have already been through so much, and they they have recovered from it. But the trauma of going through this is is enormous. They will need months and months of healing before they can feel normal. Like you all know, we we ourselves don't know what the new normal is going to be. You know? Yes. The, and then, uh, Devanshu, you talked about family being affected, the people being isolated. And you can you can see around yourself. And it really makes me think, and I was thinking one day, I myself, when I moved miles and miles and miles away from India to United States, there were moments when I feel I felt so hopeless and, and, and helpless and nothing I could share because I was isolated. It caused so much stress on me. I just can't imagine what people are going when they are living right next door maybe to their mother or father and then they still can't visit them. That, that yeah. takes a lot of psychological stress. But let's be positive here. My recommendation to these people is everyone should take the responsibility right now. Please, just be, the answers are connect um, to your family members. You can call them. You can um, video call them, check on them, send them some gifts, send them some love, send them some flowers, send them your pause, pray for them and send them your good wishes this is the best time that humankind can connect with each other. I know it's hard to connect when you can't see and touch each other, but um, well, that's where the technology comes through. That's where um, right now we can y- make the best use of technology. Yeah. I really want to reach out to my audience here and ask them to take out your phone and call the ones who have not called you in a while. Abhishek, I think uh, solitary confinement has imprisoned people. Uh, disbelief about the future, feeling of helplessness. What will be the cumulative effect of this on the society? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a very good question. And like like we all know um, that it's the whole world is going through this right now. They are experiencing many parts of the world are still experiencing the as we call or as the WHO has called it the first wave you know we are still in that india is going through um uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think um july will be the first time and the whole lockdown will be over um so what there are so many what's ifs why how we don't know what is going to be the new normal panic there is already it, it brings down what it brings to my mind like you said exactly panic fear Fear yes. is so huge right now. It's so huge right now that people, every step they are taking, every other emotion that's coming out of them, it could be anger, it could be um, irritability, it could be furious, furiousness, it could be lashing out, maybe getting aggressive, is because of the fear. Oh, I don't want to get this. I know you will give it to me. So... Yes. The society is going to go, we will have to be together. And I think society is going to go through a big, big, big mental health crisis because of this. But again, we have to be optimistic and we need to come back to self-care and we need to come back uh, thinking that 
I know the lockdown will be over, but as an at an individual level and as a unit of the society of the family that we belong to, uh, we need to be out there for the people who are suffering and educate them and 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 check on them that how they are doing and see how are the ways that we can be there for them and help them uh, in this time of um, crisis. And at the same time, I would like to mention there is there is a really good website indianhelpline.com that does have good that they have phone numbers where you can reach out if there is any audience who's feeling that they would benefit from that they can definitely google that and and, and reach out yeah lastly uh, as a mental health professional what do you suggest to the people in terms of self care in these difficult time of crisis there is a self care mantra that i follow and it is called namaste and in which like you said like namaste is n a m a s t e so i would urge all our audience to follow this namaste mantra if they can which n stands for notebook that is daily journaling whatever thoughts and feelings you have just put it in a journal maybe you can take that journal to a mental health professional you see or maybe you can share that journal your feelings and thoughts with the people that around you a almighty what does that mean even for a few second thank your almighty god or whoever you believe in thank that higher power if it's if it's if it's certain god thank him and be express some gratitude every single day before you go to bed m meditation daily 20 to 40 minutes or whatever you can do ideally it is said whatever your age is that is how many minutes of meditation you should do we all know benefits of meditation and science western culture is identifying it now so meditation after that another a appetite food food is everything be very mindful of what you put in your body so you have to be mindful what you are taking in in this time of period or moving forward s sleep sleep hygiene or sleep care is the key to the mood sleep has a direct correlation with your mood so be mindful of how you are sleeping every day t talk talk to the people who you love human connection is the key last but not the least exercise exercise doesn't mean guys you have to go to gym gym run bike just walking just movement is enough so that's how i will conclude my namaste and namaste to all of you yeah so with namaste we are concluding so this is the new normal guys with namaste we are concluding the talk thank you abhishek for your time and these crucial insights it was fun knowing namaste in a new way we think that this discussion will break the taboos and myths around the mental health and people will accept it in the new normal so before leaving i will just say one thing remember someone has a mental illness but everyone has a mental health and don't take stress we will be back soon with a knowingly unknown topic so just stay tuned and uh, subscribe <laughs>